Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I'm joined by Lawrence Conley and Kevin McCluskey to discuss Rangers 3, Celtic 0. It got a little bit heated at half-time. I'm going to ask you the first question. Lawrence Conley, what did we learn from the team that were on the park? I mean, before the game we spoke about the fact that there was three first starts against Rangers in the O, Burnaby and uh, Kobayashi started this game. It's the first time they've started this fixture. Um, it wasn't working in the first half, but uh, we we stuck with it. Did we learn anything about those three and, and this team in the, the second half? The, the second half, I don't think. Well, we lost the goal after the changes were made in the, the second half, but we learned there wasn't enough fight in the team. You know, you know, who out there was trying to... I thought Matt Riley showed a bit of fight outside of that. Did you see anyone else try to drive on and create things. There wasn't a lot, lot there. Uh, I mean, the third goal's horrible to lose. Misunderstanding by McGregor and Starfelt. You know, normally two of your more reliable performers. Yes. And, uh, uh, absolutely horrible. We made the changes. It didn't seem to change anything on the part, did it? You know, no, it, it didn't. I remember Kyogo having anything. It didn't change anything. Lawrence, it's difficult, I think, when you... If, if you were to be in the, the press conference, let's say, this week with Ange, right? And you were to say something about uh, a lack of fight in the players. Managers tend to react pretty defensively to that, don't they? And players as well would say, you try to say that we're not trying. It's difficult when the, the, the side looks pretty disjointed today. Is that it's just me, down to the fact not, that it was an unusual lineup? I'm not saying not trying, I'm saying a lack of fight, you know, a lack of grit, doing the dirty work. There was no one really getting about him, you know. A Barry Robson getting in and making his mark, trying to spark something in the park. Didn't really see anyone do that. Yeah, I mean, Cam got bit for his first tackle, but uh, mm. you know, I think Cantwell had five in the, you know, had three in the first fifteen minutes of the second half, five in the second half, no booking. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think maybe that's what we miss when Alistair Johnson goes out. You know, he's got a bit of dig about, huh? about him, doesn't he? Yeah. It didn't seem too much around the team today. But then again, you know, the league's won. Maybe the team, you know. Did it look as though they'd switched off to you a little bit? They weren't at uh, their usual level, were they? No, nowhere near it. You, you, you know, the passing was slacker. Mm. Intensity wasn't there. You know, the, you'd expect from an Ange team. Even with, you, you know, I, I get it wasn't a starting defence or starting attack. But even when the changes were made, you didn't see a rise in the intensity. 
No, and that's unusual for Angie's team. Yeah. So I think intensity overall was missing. And, and, and maybe as part of, you know, the league's one. How big a part is it? You know, we, we spoke to Martin Neal a few weeks ago, remember, and, and we spoke about that season where we'd won the league uh, unbeaten when we won it, and then we lost two games on the bounce. And it must be difficult psychologically, Kev. Uh, I mean, for fans to, to hear this, it might be difficult for us to say, you know, you, you should always be up for it. There should always be that dig. There should o- but it must be difficult psychologically when the pressure is off. I mean, again, the argument would be, how, how can you say that? The pressure's always on when you play for Celtic. But there'll be different levels of pressure. And we've gone into this game already having wrapped the league up. So is it an intensity issue um, in relation to the the difference in pressure? I mean, last week, there was a lot of pressure to win that game, to win the league. Every cup game, every league game leading up to winning the league, there's a pressure. Was that pressure off a wee bit today? Is that Do you think that's what affected the performance? Yeah, I think it's definitely, it would definitely be a factor that you've got to consider with this. Over the last couple of seasons, and even if you just want to look at this season, every big game that has truly mattered, the team has turned up and put in a performance and won the game. Yeah. Last weekend being the most recent example of it, the Cup semi-final, the Cup final, being other ones, the last Glasgow derby at Parkhead, when we've had to, we've either put in a a performance that's been something that's blown the opposition away, mm. or it's been a performance where they've dug deep and they've got a result because they've been... They've been motivated for the game and there's been a resilience there that they just haven't stopped and they've went through for it. Today was probably just one of those games where the pressure was off a bit. But from the other side, there was massive pressure, I think. So we've gone into the game and we've maybe just taken our eye off the ball a wee bit and the foot off the gas, whatever, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been slack. The whole performance has been slack, yeah. but it's possibly understandable because there is that thought of like, ah, the pressure's off. Don't quote unquote, we don't need to win this game. Of course you do. It's a Glasgow derby. You've got to win it. But there's not the same pressure from their side. They hundred percent had to win this game yeah. to give themselves any bit of hope. So you've got you've got those kind of two polar opposites of how you're approaching the game, and I think I think it showed in the end because we were slack. Um, from the first minute of the game, really, there were so many moments when we just gave the ball away really cheaply in the midfield, and it was big players that were doing it. Mm-hmm. Lawrence touched on it, the intensity wasn't there. There was no fight, there was no dig in the midfield. And that's that's where we lost the game. And it was actually, there was a point that um, Al Morrison made yesterday when he was talking about the midfield, and he's going on about uh, Real Madrid's midfield and talking about the boys. I can't remember the three who he's mentioned, but there's Camavinga... Chuameni and someone else he's mentioned. And it's it's not that we should be going for those type of players, but it's that profile of player. Mm-hmm. The kind of six well, foot... That athleticism. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Jude Bellingham, six, six, the other one he mentioned, wasn't it? Jude Bellingham's the other one, that's right. So you need someone in there, particularly for these games, that is six foot tall, physically imposing, athletic, and can play a bit of football. There's players out there at our level that we can go and get. You know, We don't need to go for the, the Bellinghams of the world. That's what we need in the midfield, and we need it for this kind of game because we lost it in the midfield. They've got somebody like John Lundstrom, who's a terrible midfield player, but he's physical and he's prepared to fight. And that's the kind of thing that just was the difference today. We were poor 
we take an eye off the ball, they had more to play for, and it showed. As well as having more to play for, Kevin, they're playing uh, exclusively to their own fans who, if the shoe was on the other foot, if Celtic had started in the first five minutes, that's it set up. You know, it's a completely different dynamic in the stadium. So absolutely, there's a, there's a massive part to play, I think, in terms of the fact that the pressure is off. But what I don't want, Lawrence, and I'll come to you with this first, what I don't want is, you know, I'm, I'm listening to the commentary team there and I'm not criticising them per se, but they're talking about, you know, um, <laughs> is there a we won a derby trophy and all that? So almost belittling the achievement of winning today's game. In isolation, right, you want to win today's game. We know that the bigger picture is Celtic are a far stronger side. We have been a far more successful side. We're going for a treble. And we'll talk about that as well because we've not won it yet. But I just don't like the complacency a comment like that, Lawrence, because I, I'm not feeling great about that result today. I'm not feeling great about that performance. And that's what we were talking about before the game. There's no such thing as a meaningless game when it's a competitive game for Celtic. You know, and I maintain that because... I don't feel like anything less than disappointed after today. I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm going to come through some of these comments. A lot of people are actually talking about guys, players not being good enough. That's the kind of reactions you get from a performance like that. And I don't want a knee-jerk reaction from us. But that's what happens. Fans react. It's emotion. Um, it means a lot to us. Totally. Listen, most disappointing thing about that is, I suppose, the man lost. There was no fight about the team. It was a whimper. Yeah. Before or after the changes were made, obviously we disagreed when you made make the changes at half time. But before or after, there was no fight about the team. But whether that's that the pressure's off, you know, the, the team's got a lot of credit in the bank. You know, the last team beat is domestically sent none. You know, so they do have a lot of credit in the bank. They can have an off day. How many off days? I'm not too sure. Would it fill you for hope at the Champions League next next year? You know, that was the squad. You know, the boys that, that get got to come in and, and show what they're about. I thought Kobayashi sold two goals. He tightened up a wee bit after that. Apparently, he was okay. You know, not nothing more. Oh, you, you know, five or six touches in the game. You know, it's a nice thing over. He's unlucky not to score, but, you know, you were looking for a bit more from him. Mm. But as a unit, you know, you, you expect Angie's team to play at higher intensity, create more chances and show a bit more fight. It's Kevin's touched on, they've done it in every big game. And, you know, it's the caveat here, this, in reality, isn't it a big game for us? The league's, league's won. But you never want to lose anything. But, no. you know, you don't want the, the players' standards to drop either. You know, maybe, you know, Angel will have a look at that and say, well, you know, this team's actually missing something here because I'm sure that's not going to be acceptable to Ange, that performance. As much as it's the only... You know, that the second game the season to lose in the league, he won't be happy. You know, it, it wasn't a good way to lose. You know, we sold two goals and, and a really sloppy third game. Goal. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the thing there that Lawrence mentions about Europe, Kevin, is today the day to talk about that? Should that not be something that we gauge over the entirety of the season, including the European games that we did play this season, to, to try and identify where we are lacking because I think today cannot be the entirety of that analysis. We can't just look at today and say, right, we're gonna make a we're gonna make a decision on X, Y, and Z. These players aren't good enough. Today was really poor across the board. I mean, like you say, the the, the mistake for the third goal, 
You're not expecting that from Callum McGregor. We've spoken about Starfelt probably being, in the last three games against Rangers, one of the best performers. Today, it was completely different. I mean, we didn't get started from from the you know the offset when Rangers came at us for the first five minutes, and we certainly didn't get started in the second half. But I don't think today's the day that you start looking at that one isolated performance and say, right, we're miles off it. We're not as good as we think we are, and uh, Europe's a pipe dream and all this stuff. I, I don't think today it can be the gauge for that. Would you agree with that? No, definitely not. Uh, you, you take this game in isolation, really, because, well, how many games have we played up to now? 32 games this season? 33 games? Something like that. That's what you gauge it on. You know, this game is part of that, but you don't just look at this and go, oh, we underperformed today, so this means you need to make X, Y, and Z changes. It doesn't. One of the things that I was thinking about pre-game was what happens if we lose this game and what does it change? It changes nothing. Uh, we still win the league, still win the League Cup, still on, set on for a treble. All these things can still happen. Regardless of win, lose or draw today, Angie's got his, um, his transfer priorities probably lined up for the summer and he's probably already looking ahead to January because that's mm. how Ange works. Mm-hmm. He's, they, they, he will absolutely go through the players, I would imagine for this performance today, and every single one of them underperformed will know about it. Um, probably right now, you'll be going through them. But you don't you don't necessarily judge a season or a player wholly on one performance today. No, no. What you do do, though, is you take somebody like O, that me and Lawrence both wanted to, to keep on, and you look at him and you go, right, I've learned something about you. I've learned that in this type of game, you might not be ready for it yet. So the next time it comes around, Kyogo starts and O's back on the bench. I think there are definitely learnings that he can take. There are, um, aye, there's learnings that he can take away from about certain players. There's learnings he can take away about the system, about what if we, if we come up against more physical teams again, what type of player do we need? But I think these will be things that Ange already knows. He's already aware of them. Yeah. This, this is just... It's a shock to the system because we're not used to losing 3-0 to anyone. It's a right shock to the system and it's a kick in the balls and we're going to feel sore about this for the next few days. But we'll pick ourselves back up again and we'll go again. And, you know, strangely, as it seems every now and again, it's good to have something like this happen because it gives you that reset, it gives you that reality and it moves you on. Um, So, yeah, so what you take. But let's just get out of systems as soon as we can. We can take it. Yeah, we can take it. I'm going to bring in some of the comments, uh, Kev, because you're right. It is it is a tough one to take. Uh, a boot in the the coots pass, um, and we've also got ridiculizer coming in on the YouTube. We've not played well for about six games. You know, I've heard a few people saying that there's been a you know a collection of games that we've not played well, and since maybe the second half against Kelly, uh, which then extended into the Motherwell game, etc. So. Um, maybe it's, I don't think that's knee jerk. I've been hearing that for a few weeks. Um, Mount Kadath, that was the worst performance of the Ange era. Being on the beach against them is unforgivable, no matter what's at play. Right. So I'm going to ask you then, Lawrence, right? Because we do enjoy a wee ding dong from time to time. But are you allowed to say, right? We've spoken about individual players, we've spoken about the team not being at it. Are we allowed to say, you know what? Maybe Ange got the, the selection wrong. Is that beyond us to say that? Maybe he should have played his strongest team. 
Well, when he made the changes and brought those players on, it didn't make any difference. You know, the, the, I didn't see Haksapanovich or, you know, maybe there was his usual energy. Did, did Kyogo give us anything? So, you know, he might have got it wrong, but the changes didn't seem to make any difference. You know, it's definitely a bad day at the office. If, you, if you're Ange, you go well, with a lot of the ball, didn't have a lot of shots on target. You know, I think first half was at seven shots to one on target, although I thought we had two because... I, th- I thought uh, a bad should have counted uh, as a short target, but we've sold two goals and, and, and given and missed two sitters. You're probably thinking first half we're a bit unlucky there. Come out and you're what you want a reaction from your team. The worrying thing is there was no reaction, mm. and when the subs come on, they didn't seem to pose any threat. So yeah, it's you, you, difficult. You know, we're it's difficult player. in game, isn't it? To, because the, there's a momentum. Yeah, Ran- the, the, Rangers the had the impetus at that stage. But you're expecting if you know, I think Joy, Yogi Junior was talking about you know, are we overestimating the depth of your squad? Well, you may have a point. You know, we're, we're, we're the guys that are coming off the bench that were changing things, that were demanding the ball, looking to make things happen, they were showing a bit of fight. You know, you, you didn't see it there. And you know whether it is that the pressure's off, the league's won, you know, and you've got to keep it in perspective as well. You know, St. Dunn was our last defeat domestically. You know, it's at the end of a, a, a long winning run. You know, we're still on course to do a treble. It's maybe a wee bit of a wake up call. So, like, you know, these are guys that we thought would make, we could maybe rely on that or at, or at a bit bigger level, and they're not. So maybe I'm just going to, you know, think, actually, I do need another striker in or maybe another left back. You know, he, he'll be in on Monday with the players going over that game and going, look, where were you? What he's given me at the end of the season? Because make no mistake, that wasn't good enough. And unless you sh- show something, there will be other players coming in. I think that, you know, the what what he already wants hasn't been decided on today's performance. I think he's already identified that something Kevin alluded to. But, but no, no, we've had targets before today's performance, but uh, I think weaknesses will have been highlighted from today's performance, and I think it will have been shot by the lack of fight in the team, the lack of intensity, or players that you thought would normally give it that haven't. Right, but see the point with regards to the starting lineup that today's starting lineup was not our strongest starting lineup. That's my point. And then if you try and change it in game when the other teams on the ascendancy, they've got a couple of goals up. That's very difficult. That doesn't mean to say that the guys you're bringing on aren't your strongest players. It's just that they were unable to change and turn the game around. I I don't think it was the right um, selection. That's what I'm saying. But as soon as you say that, Lawrence, as soon as you say that, people think you're criticising Ange. We got it wrong today. Listen, he's got to take some of the blame. At the end of the day, put a team out that could beat 3-0 that didn't show a lot of fight, didn't show the intensity, didn't live up to his mantra of we never stop. You know, he, he needs to look at what's going wrong there. So, you, you know, he, and I'm sure Ange is going, he's not going to totally blame us, but he's also going to turn around and go, yeah, it's my second domestic defeat of the season. And I'm not saying, that, you know, it's going to, his whole transfer policy is going to be based on today's game, but it might have crystallised a few things for him, where he thought, you know what, I'm not too sure if this boy's ready or not, let's put him in, and he's maybe thought, he's not, not if I want to take the team to the next level. 
Mm. Yeah, and uh, just don't ask him about signing targets at press conferences after uh, obviously he's answered the other day. I don't think I'd be brave enough. But um, there's a few other wee bits because on days like today, Kev, you don't want to go through, right, this person did something right in the 63rd minute because it's really just looking at the game as a whole. What went wrong rather than individual errors? We know it was a bad day at the office, as Lawrence was saying. But we had issues coming into this game about safety. And we, we shouldn't really go through this post-match without talking about um, an incident in the 50th minute where Rangers are winning the game 2-0 and both O'Reilly and Jota um, were the victims of missiles getting thrown onto the park. Um, I don't know what Jota picked up, if it was lighters or coins or whatever it was, and obviously passed them on. And it eventually got passed the parcel to the, I'm guessing, security officer who ran up the tunnel with them. But Again, this is it is an issue. It's a talking point. It's something that will be lost because everybody will just be celebrating in the fact that Rangers won a derby three nothing. Um, but again, totally unacceptable, Kevin. And you've got to raise it. It's not about having sour grapes after a defeat because we've been talking about it all week. We had issues with that. We had concerns about the safety. And once again, uh, you ask yourself what's going to be done about it. Um, it is something that needs to be spoken about and we'll speak about it whether we win, lose or draw in a game, it's the same with the VAR decision it doesn't matter if we win, lose or draw you need to highlight these things and this is I, am, I don't know how many games in a row this has been now that we've gone to Ibrox and there's been an incident like that mm-hmm. if you can't guarantee the safety of the fan, the opposition fans, players officials uh, TV commentators who happen to play for the opposition team at one point in their career, you've got to ask serious questions about that. And you, you've got to wonder how how the stadium gets its security licence for the game and what's going on to, to prevent these things from happening. Because it's not a one-off incident. It doesn't happen in isolation. It's every single time we go there. And it doesn't just happen to Celtic as well. We'll highlight it to us, but I'm sure when Hibs go there, when Aberdeen go there, there's been incidents as well. Um, it's one team that has this problem. Again, I'm sure it happens at other grounds, but it's one team that has a really big problem with this. Something needs to be done about it, but it doesn't seem as though there's much of a will for it to happen. Because for that particular one with O'Reilly, I think it's a lighter that gets thrown on, or several lighters. When the fourth official gets them, that's the end of the incident. Nothing happens. There's no, I don't know, there's no urgency about it. There's no go to the crowd and try to get them to calm down and actually behave like human beings it's um, it's worrying it's worrying because it's allowed to happen and it's something that happens every single time yeah I mean the glass remember the glass in the in the six shard box and by the, the way this isn't us deflecting it was a really bad performance we're all in agreement with that but with the glass in the goal mouth no one's been identified as being responsible for that and it seems no. pretty obvious to me that a glass container even while it's broken is one of the easiest things to pick up fingerprints from you know but it's just the way that it's dealt with it's like before you know it it's contaminated because somebody's coming on and just getting their fingers and getting their dib dabs all over it um paddy lavery welcome to the show my friend a hard watch indeed and a shocking performance i might need to go for a pint lawrence are you going to go for a pint after that would that drive you to drink oh mate it's my birthday i'm going out for dinner tonight (laughs) (laughs) right i was going to do guess guess the age i'm going to say 48 oh jeez one minute Oh, then I'll go 47 because I like Lawrence. He's a good guy. There you go. Lawrence, what <laughs> What's wrong? Younger? No, no, me. I'm older. Are you? Wow, you're doing <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Well, you're not 50. 
You're not 50. That's for sure, mate. Right, so you're 49. Okay. Indeed. Yeah, so enjoy enjoy your wee share bit. What was that, Orange? Jeannie Mackham, nearly 50. Yeah. Mm. 49. Ah, Another year closer. Um, Northampton, Tim, wouldn't write anyone off today. Mistakes all over the pack. Yeah, that's what we're saying. You know, Callum McGregor wasn't at it today. He didn't have a good game today. So we're not going to write players off based on their performances uh, on today. And as Lawrence keeps pointing out, and he's quite right, um, you know, look at the season we've had. The last time we got a defeat was against St Mirren. And we weren't going to write anybody off after that because I think we're long enough in the tooth, Lawrence, to realise that days like today happen. You know, how much of it can can we put it down to uh, in relation to the situation that we've got now as well, that every time we go to Ibrox, it is going to be an unusual um, scenario. It's going to be a strange atmosphere, you know, because I, I think you use that to your advantage. I think you get their fans on their back by getting right in about them. Listen, I think it's a benefit to both teams to have, you know, the home games are, are til- tilted in the, the home team's favour without any away fans there. You know, if you can get one or two up when you're a away team, yeah, it then goes to your advantage. But, but it's getting ahead, you know. Now, now it's tilted in their favour. Get to the, games like today happen, mate. You know, Goldson's get as many saves as McCrory, which is probably the disappointing thing. You know, it's... It's down to the team. I'm sure they'll come together and say, look, you know, it's the second loss of the season, but it's what we're about there. You know, that's not how we want to perform. And Callum and Ange will have them in, chatting about it. Ange has got his plans for next season. Mm. Uh, You know, we've still got a treble on our sights. You know, it's... You're maybe a bit more worried about what top not. He's had a lot of minutes since he came to us. Is he maybe lacking match sharpness? Who knows? He didn't get a lot of service today, though. Hitati, I think... Definitely mark, lacking Mark Sharpness. He, he's definitely needing minutes to get back to, to the level he's at. I mean, he's my player of the season, but oh, really poor today. Yeah, yeah. But you were talking there about, um, you look at the aftermath of that, yeah, we've got some great days ahead of us. Uh, you know, we've got a trophy day at Celtic Park, we've got a Scottish Cup final we look forward to. But you go back in next week, Lawrence, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm confident enough that beyond Ange, there's enough characters in that dressing room. Guys like Callum McGregor, Joe Hart, even Tony Ralston. I didn't think Tony Ralston played well today. There's enough characters in the dressing room that will, you know, if anybody's in any doubt whatsoever, they will know this is unacceptable. This doesn't happen again. Listen, Callum's been a big part of the team that's dominated for the last 10 years. So, you know, it's... They'll know it's unacceptable. What they're going to do about it, pinpoint what what went wrong, is it that they have to nip it off the gas because it looked like it. You know, they didn't have the intensity. There was a mm-hmm. lot of slack passes, and not just when we were under pressure. When we are out of pressure as well, there was slack passes. And they need to figure out what it is. Is it they were a wee bit tired this, at this stage of the season? And we thought, we're just going to take it easy. Maybe. We'll, we'll see what the rest of the season brings. You know, hopefully it brings yeah, a treble. Hopefully we, we, get, we get a bit of reaction. Have we looked tired in a few games before this? Yeah. Have we not looked up? Up to the early season, Mark. Yeah, it doesn't make us a bad team. You know, it's the second loss of the season. Yeah, but I suppose we take source with Champions League, Champions League money. We've got some sell-ons coming in. And would we trust Ange to improve this squad even further? I think definitely. Well, I, I certainly do, Lawrence. Yeah, no doubt about it. David Boyle, absolutely unacceptable. The midfield were run over and fullbacks showed nothing. And really needs to develop a 4-2-3-1 system, as it was like watching a European game way too open. 
Um, I did feel that the fullbacks, I mean, the first half, Bernabe was getting involved. I thought he was doing okay, but um, Lawrence has spoken about a, a kind of like um, dropping from your first pick to your second pick, talking about a depth and squad, Kevin, and we've been massive champions of Tony Ralston, certainly, but we, we really did miss Taylor and Johnston. But then you're looking at that defence, we missed Carter Vickers massively as well. You look at the two goals in the first half, you know, if, if that that's Vickers' domain. That that's what he's good at. You know, um, you know, sweeping up after the balls ricocheted off of Joe Hart or winning the header. That that's some of his strengths. So yeah, on a different day, these things don't happen. You go in at nothing each, and it's a different game. So then you start thinking to yourself, right? So is the second tier, is the second choice good enough? But then, how do they get good enough if they're not getting enough games? Is it a dilemma to Ange? I don't think he's going to be throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. Um, I don't think he's going to be losing faith in guys like Kobayashi after today's performance, as poor as it was. Because it was. Not just those two moments. He's, he's passing as poor as well. Um, and he's been lauded for being a great passer of the ball. Um, so I, I really don't think there's going to be any knee-jerk reaction. I'm looking forward to hearing what Ange has to say after the game. I'll be interested to, to um, hear what his thoughts are. Um, I'm sure he'll play it down as much as he can to the press, but internally there'll probably be a few harsher words getting thrown about. When when you when you look at the defence, as you're saying, somebody like Ralston and Kobayashi, well, we can't throw them out with the bathwater, as you say, because we've got no other options at the moment for right back or centre half really until the end of the season. So, which could be a good thing for both of them because they're going to get the chance to go and play next weekend and get this game out of the system straight away. Kobayashi, I felt, recovered a bit after making his mistakes, but never fully got over the fact that he he probably knew he's given away the first two goals. If it's Carter Vickers that's in there, because we never really spoke about him before, and his miss in the defence in this particular game was massive. If it's Carter Vickers, uh, he reacts to the first shot and he clears it. He's not getting out-muscled by... Uh, Suter for the second and at the third goal he's going to be where Starfelt is because it happens on the right hand side of the back three so side of the back two so Carter Vickers probably steps in and clears that one away as well mm-hmm. we were poor today right? there's no getting away from it and we lost it in the midfield but the three goals that we lost were three stupid individual mistakes which were easily avoidable mm-hmm. don't make the mistakes don't lose the goal I know it sounds Simplistic, but that's how it that's how it was. They punished us for that. And we just went clinical and we got forward. But yeah, right. It's a game we just need to get out of our system straight away. We have an eight, a game coming up next weekend. Ralston and Kobayashi, the two that you've talked about, will play and they'll get a, another full 90 minutes and hopefully that'll aid them into becoming reliable backups. Bernabe in the left. Actually, I don't think he was that bad today. I've seen a lot of comments coming in criticising him. I don't think he was that bad. He's not a defensive fullback. I think he's not playing in his natural position. He's definitely not an inverted fullback. So Taylor was a huge miss because we didn't have him coming in and doing what Greg Taylor's been doing for us all season. But going forward, actually, I thought Bernabeu was decent. He gave the ball away as much as anyone else, no more, mm-hmm. no less. Mm-hmm. But he offered us a wee bit of a threat going forward. He's he's a good player, but he's a square peg in a round hole being played in that inverted fullback. He needs to be a, a wing back or 
probably a left midfielder, but we don't play a left midfielder as such. So I feel sorry for him that he's going to get criticism. I just don't think he's in the right system to set his skill set. But again, it's good for him to get the minutes. It's good for him to even get the, this experience of a defeat because, again, he'll be hurting after this. And he'll be someone, again, wants to come back and uh, improve, prove the doubters wrong. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you, by the way, Kevin. I, I don't think he had a you know, a particularly bad game compared to the rest of the performers. I really don't. No. Um, if, if you're wanting to lay blame at players, in a sense, don't lay, don't lay blame at somebody like him who's coming in from the cold. Put it on a Hatati or on a McGregor because they're your experienced boys and they didn't turn up today. They didn't turn up. Also, if, if you want, as you'd said before, put, a, put more of the blame on Ange on this occasion because the team selection was wrong. It was one that he thought was good enough to win the game. For the first time in 28 games, he's got it wrong. You know, it's okay to say it. <laughs> he got know, it wrong because he made a mistake. Know. You know, you can say it, you can criticise whoever you want as long as you can justify your argument. Ange got it wrong today. But before the game, we were confident that team could win. So we got it wrong as well. <laughs> but that, that's, I think, what that's what Lawrence is saying. You know, you're confident that any of your second picks can still come in and beat a game. Yeah. Uh, sorry, beat a team domestically. Um, I'm going to bring this up. This is the final point, Lawrence, before you go away to celebrate your 49th birthday and a massive happy birthday is to you. Uh, you'll obviously not look back too fondly on what happened before your meal. Inverness will get some hope with this, Ian McMonagall says. Um, what I want to do is, you know, you look at that that performance today, Inverness, Kylie Thistle um, obviously are in on merit and a wee bit of luck with regards to the fact that they actually got bumped out the Scottish Cup and then they came back in due to an administration error at Queen's Park. So they're there. And it's one of the what ones. happens when you play a play a player in a game that isn't registered properly. Isn't properly registered normally, Lawrence. Normally, yeah. I normally it results in the game uh, being awarded three nothing to the opposition. Um, however, is that a new? So, uh, it's always been there, mate. Always been there. But you're looking at that performance today, and I'm not saying, oh, we're not good enough to beat Inverness. No, saying that at all. But we really need to you know, reset, look at the situation and say we need to be at our best every single game leading up to that game because, you know, it's a it's a cup match, the fairy tale, et cetera, et cetera. We're talking about being treble winners. Listen, we've not won it yet. Let's 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 take stock of the situation. And in the next uh, three games that, that we've got leading up to the Scottish Cup final, have a look at some of these guys, if there's any doubts about them, and make sure that when the Scottish Cup uh, lineup comes out, we're confident that we can go out there. And there isn't a repeat of such a gutless performance as we've seen today, Lawrence. Yeah, listen, there's three games to, to get things right and ready for the, the Cup final, which will hopefully lead to the uh, treble. And on this, they've not played since last weekend. You know, they're struggling to get games. I'm not too sure how much heart will take from that. We've sold two goals in the first half and we've sold the third goal. You know, we didn't take our chances when they fell to us. You know, I was saying Inverness are going to say they've lost it for the first time since St Mirren. <laughs> in reality, you know, domestically, that's what we've done. It's a bad day at the office for us. You know, a lot of players didn't turn up. The desire and the fight wasn't there on the team today. Why that was, you know, we can speculate it's because the league's won. Maybe they're tired. Maybe it was just too, too many second stringers in. Who knows? But, you know, it was a particularly poor game for us today. But I don't really think that's going to make Inverness think they've got a chance of winning a cup final. Right. Is that going to be a meme, Kev? Exactly. Is that going to be a meme? 
I hope not. No, I don't think so either, Lawrence, but I do think that it's sometimes good to get the wee jag in the arm, to get the reminder, to get the reset. And you know some players that come to Celtic and think, I, I can play well domestically for two or three seasons, I get my big move and all the rest of it. Where were they today? Where were these players that yeah. think that, you know, they can they can get a £20 million move down to the EPL? And it's like, no, you've got to turn up for every single game when you, when you play for Celtic. There is no hiding place. There's no meaningless games. It's going to be a bit of a wake-up call, I suppose, for a lot of the squad. That's the, the worst domestic defeat that, that they've had for the majority of that squad. Yeah. They've not yeah. had a domestic defeat like that. You know, since Ange came in. Is, is it the worst domestic defeat since Ange came in? I'd say so. I would think so. I don't think we've lost by more than one goal. Yeah, I'd oh, say... It's never, never more yes, than two. It's two. But I think it's more the manner. Yeah. I've never seen the team losing that manner under Ange domestically. It's not that we lose that, that often under Ange, so I suppose it's kind of... No, you're uh, right. But, but it's the manner of it. You know, it's without the... It looked like no intensity, no desire, no fight. You, you know the thing as well, though, Lawrence, although the the level is going to be too vast for Inverness to take anything from it, you know that Rangers will. You know that the Scottish media will. You know that the reaction to this will be the gap isn't as big as you think it is. Mate, you know, so you're the, going to get that in the next media, few weeks, aren't you? Sorry? Yeah, you get it from the Scottish media, but how much stock do you put in what the Scottish media say? These are the, the guys that advised us that, you know, Ange, you know, absolutely not good enough, gone by Christmas, hand his resignation in. You know, do, do they think they, they give us a fair crack of the whip? They've been pillorying Starfell and our defence for, for long enough. doesn't matter we're the best defence in the country. I don't really put any stock in what the Scottish media says, mate. And well, yeah, you know, you know they can write what they want and, and, and often do, but quite often it, it's not got a lot to do with reality. You know, you know so for me, I, I'm not too worried about what the media says. I'm not going to go to the barbers and read the papers. The barbers, yeah, remember that. I mean, I just it's, it's their job. Uh, it's their job. The papers to to write these headlines to create a narrative. It's going to sell, and closing the gap is the biggest one that they've got. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. But you know, you know what's coming. Just ignore it. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned that there's a lot of criticism of Bernabe coming in through the comments, and I think that is maybe reactionary after the the. The result today because he is a player, Lawrence. We've spoken about quite a bit on Axon this season, and I, I really don't think he was a standout bad performer today. Last 10 minutes, he could beat kind of easily a couple of times, but I think he'd picked up an injury by then, mate. Yeah, you know, yep. uh, so he, 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 I think it was Matondo turned him, and you were like, mate, he's turned you like you're not there and got a shot off. But I, you know, I think he picked up an injury there. What it wasn't a worse performer in a part, far from it. He's not had a lot of minutes since he came to the country. He, he, you know, he needs minutes. He needs to get used to playing in the team. Same with O. Listen, we put it down as a bad day at the office. The opposition, they clearly wanted it more than our team. You know, they more fight, more desire on the park. We move on. We've still got a treble to win, mate. Absolutely. Durban Culture, Inverness will be walloped. I thought we'd, we'd end on a positive, Kevin. They'll be walloped and there's a few birthday messages coming in for you as well, Lauren. So hopefully you go away and enjoy your birthday as well. Uh, thanks everybody for getting involved. Yeah, not a good day at the office, but 1,200 of us were able to come into the uh, the chat and discuss that. And hopefully you do enjoy the rest of your weekend, regardless of the result. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. We've got a couple of uh, 
live events. I'm pretty sure Lawrence will be there. The only reason Kevin won't be there is because he's in Hungary. We've got oh. Jackie McNamara at the end of this month, Gordon at the end of the uh, next month, Gordon Strachan. Yeah. He won't be at those two, but um, I've heard he's going to be at the one in Hungary, the Axon event out there with Mr. Ramon Vega. He kind of dipped his toe in there. I don't know if you expected Ramon to agree to it, but he has agreed to it, so we're going to do it. Over to you, Kevin McCluskey. Find a venue. Hi. Let's do it. Exactly. That, that seemed like a good idea last night, just to pop that question out. Uh, did not expect the reply that we've got. But hey, made, made yeah, it chance. You don't ask, you don't get. So let's do it. Yeah, I might even fly over for it, mate. We both Excellent. will. They both will, Lawrence. Listen, thank you all for getting involved and supporting Axom. Give us a thumbs up on the YouTube channel. Uh, not a great day today, but we'll be back on Monday at 12.30, as always. And all that's left for me to say is Kevin McCluskey and Lawrence Conley. Big happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.